You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You can even watch back, giving players all the props, or put them on blast. We don't give no hot takes, only talk facts. We're giving all our devotion, riding high on this wave of emotion. Going all out, yeah, cause this is our time. No, we no stopping us till we reach the finish line. Sammy got it off the ground And to all the listeners tuned in right now Got debates, analysis, and speculation This is sports talk for the new generation You know where to find us, got a reputation Sick podcast, your number one sports destination Giving all our devotion Riding high on this wave of emotion Going all out, yeah, cause this is our time No, we no stopping us till we reach the finish Riding high on this wave of emotion 
Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> You're in the ball! Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la mauvaise des Canadiens. Ce sera la victoire des Canadiens. pour les Canadiens. Le fac troisième de l'histoire. You found the dogs. John, you found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked a young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Bita TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground. Your premier gaming destination. It's going to be sick. It's a sick podcast. Welcome, Marinero, with you. Thanks, everyone, for watching. You're checking us out on YouTube Live, Twitter Live, or Facebook Live. Thank you once again. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Uh, more subscribers, the better it is. We absolutely love it. The Sick Podcast brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, recently named by Financial Times, one of fast, America's fastest-growing companies in 2023, recognized by the Globe and Mail as a top-growing Canadian company two years in a row. They work with some of the biggest Fortune 500 companies, providing end-to-end logistics services. Join a winning team and check out Energy's career page for available opportunities. Also brought to you in part by 
Playground, where you can experience the world-renowned poker experience with free food and drinks at their cash game tables, a bad beat jackpot that's already over $700,000 after the world record setting amount of $2,590,000 was won back on August 2nd. Weekly promotions, daily tournaments, unmatched customer service. Why play anywhere else? Located just over the Mercia Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal. It is Playground, and also brought to you in part by these guys right over here, La Bitta TB, brewed in Quebec, a winner of a dozen international awards. La Bitta TB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bitta TB, embrace your true nature. Uh, tonight on the Sick Podcast, look, I'm sure he's going to have a smile on his face because uh, not very long ago, he signed a contract, a one-year deal, $825,000 with the Detroit Red Wings. There you have it. Look at that. What a beauty, huh? Joe Valeno, how are you? Joe, are you there? Joe is a part-time magician, all right? So every now and then, he appears and he disappears. He does that on the ice as well. There he is. We got him. Joe, how are you? Good, how are you? Very, very good. Joe, thanks for doing this. Not your first contract. I don't know how many gifts you bought yourself to say, hey, you work hard. You deserve this. Here's a little gift. But did you buy yourself anything with this most recent contract, Joe? Uh, no, I haven't yet. It's pretty recent, so I'm still thinking of you know what I can buy next. Yeah? And when you do buy something and you splurge every now and then, not often, right? Yeah. Every now and then to say, hey, you know what? I deserve it. Um, what do you usually... What do you usually buy? I'm very into clothing, I guess, clothing industry. I like to, you know, spend money on clothes, T-shirts. Um, yeah. I'm very into to shoes as well, so I like to switch up my shoes every once in a while. But other than that, I'm, you know, nothing too crazy. To the point where at your place in Detroit, do you have a walk-in closet or no? I do, yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't like to bring too much stuff over there. I'm always, I'm always pretty much wearing, um, you know, more or less the same things in the winter time. Um, you know, no one really sees me besides, you know, the guys at the rink. So yeah, I don't like to to dress up that much during the year, but um, in the summer it's a little different, you know, with the good with the weather and um, you know the summer fits, which you know, which I like to dress up a little bit more, and you know, I tend to you know go out a bit more too in the summer rather than during the season. So yeah. I had a chance to see you at the LSHL, of course, uh, Summer League, three-on-three hockey, which I really like. I think the fans absolutely love it, right? Because the games kind of remind me of basketball, that the ice surface is kind of like smaller, like a basketball court would be. And, you know, it's offense one way, and then offense another way, and then offense another way, and then offense back. I think it's a lot of fun. It leads to a lot of scoring chances. Uh, Did you have fun? Did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's been a couple of years now that I've been a part of it. And, um, you know, the last two years, um, it's really grown. They've, you know, done a good job, uh, you know, with, with advertising it and, um, you know, really uh, trying to bring the fans involved. And um, yeah. you know, it's always a good time to, you know, obviously play competitive hockey. So I've always enjoyed, you know, playing three on three. It's, you know, a little different than five on five. I think the guys love it. Um, you know, we, we got you know, great support staff, um, you know, great fans that come and come and help us out. Um, so, yeah, I can't, you know, I can't say anything, uh, you know, bad about the league. And um, I think it's just every year it's growing, it's growing more and more. And I think more fans want to come watch. So, yeah, it's really nice for the fans. And all for a great cause, of course, because, uh, you know, the proceeds going to, um, you know, uh, pancreatic uh, cancer society, yeah. uh, which is, which is a great cause. Uh, do you, 
it's obviously when you play three on three, there's there's no structure, right? You're going out there. It's it's like a game of pond hockey, really. Yeah. Considering that you play such a structured game throughout the entire season, is it kind of like refreshing for you, like a breath of fresh air to play that kind of hockey? Because you know you you don't have defensive responsibilities all that much, and you can just let loose and have fun, kind of like when you were a kid. Yeah, like I said, you know, it's obviously, um, you know, it's a bit different than what we're used to during the year. So I think we try to have the most fun with it as possible, um, you know, but also, um, you know, we're super, super competitive. So these games can sometimes, you know, get a little feisty. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it definitely allows us to just kind of, you know, try new things that you don't normally see guys trying, you know, throughout the year. Yeah, you see a bunch of fancy plays and, you know, guys passing a million times before taking a shot on net. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, we try to practice our skills. You know, guys want to, you know, also have fun and try new things. And um, I think it just, you know, leads to, um, you know, playing loose and just having fun. Speaking of feistiness, like I know you see it coming from a mile away, so we'll just get it out of the way, Joe. It was um, It was a tough couple of months for you, okay, because at the World Hockey Championships, there was that stomping incident. Uh, with Nino Niederreiter, in which you were suspended. I've known Joe Valeno for a long time. I followed Joe Valeno when he was playing in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. I know that Joe Valeno is a hockey player with the best of intentions, who plays the game clean as clean can be. It's a contact sport. Things happen, obviously. Uh, a lot of people saw that, and they're like, whoa, like that's that's not good. You know, Throw the book at him. He deserves to get suspended, whatever. Ultimately, you got suspended. How difficult was it for you to go through that entire time of you representing your country? You go there at the World Hockey Championships. You want to have a good showing. You don't want to let anyone down. The incident happens. You're suspended. There's you know, you're hearing a lot of things. I know you're active on social media. You probably read a lot of things. It's not easy stuff to deal with. How did you deal with it? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, you know, wasn't something that I was very proud of. Obviously, you know, if I can go back in time, you know, I'd obviously, um, you know, take everything back and wish that I can just, you know, be a part of that play and 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 not, you know, do what I did. And obviously, my intention. Part of me, part of me. You assume responsibility, Joe. Like, do you assume responsibility and say, you know what, I. I, I do. You know, obviously, I I you know take actions. Um, you know, I take actions into my own hands, and at the end of the day, you know, I did, I did do what I do, or I did do do what I did, and um, you know, I'm the one playing on the ice, and I'm the one, you know, in control of my own body. So, um, you know, obviously, um, you know, can't really, you know, explain what was going through my head. You know, it was just obviously, you know, it's a fast game, and you know, things escalate pretty quick, and sometimes, you know, you get, you know, in heat in in heated times during the game, and um, you know, obviously I've never done something like that in my career and never will I do it again. So, um, you know, obviously 
wasn't easy to you know to look at uh, social media and you know hear everyone talking about it obviously you know it was everyone on social media so i just you know try to shut my phone down for a couple of days and okay uh, canada did a good job with you know supporting me and um you know just being there for me when when those times were tough and um you know obviously my family too and my friends reaching out um you know they were all supporting me so um, you know, I had a really good support group, um, you know, guiding me through this and, um, I never really dealt with anything like that, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it happens and I just, you know, try to, you know, forget it and move past it. And I know that I'm not that kind of hockey player and, um, you know, it's, it's something that I know for sure that it won't happen again. So, uh, talk to me about some of the steps that you took to deal with it. All right. You already told me one of them. I shut down social media for at least a couple of days. I wanted, I didn't want to read anything. All right. So uh, another thing was you were, you were getting calls, you were getting messages from your friends, uh, you know, who knew what you were going through. They were all messages of support. That was part of your, your healing process. Was there, were, were there other things that you did? Did you reach out to Nita Ryder by any chance or anything like that? Or Yeah. I mean, it was after the game, you know, when we were, when we were shaking hands, uh, you know, I told him sorry. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, in his standpoint, obviously it could have been a dangerous play. And, you know, luckily that, um, you know, it wasn't, you know, nothing bad happened. And, um, you know, I, it obviously, you know, just looking at it, you know, even me, you know, looking back at that video, um, you know, it, it's, it's obviously I was a little disgusted by it too. And, um, you know, I was kind of, you know, saying to myself, you know, what was I thinking? And I'm just really happy that, you know, he didn't get hurt out of that. Um, yeah. Obviously. Um, you know, I'm a good sport of the game and, um, you know, I respect players and I respect the game of hockey and um, it's just obviously something that, um, you know, I try to, you know, not look too much, uh, to not look too much at it. And um, yeah, I mean, I had apologized to him uh, when we were shaking hands and yeah. just glad he's okay. So here you are, you're trying to get it out of your head and a couple of months later, I'm bringing it back up. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's move on, me too. I want to bring up, uh, courtesy of HockeyDB here, your player card so people can see where it all started from you and, and where we're at right now in, uh, in your young career. Uh, you're 23 years of age. You'll turn 24 in the middle of January, so let's call you 23 and a half for now. You had your, uh, your four years in the queue. Of course, you won the President's Cup there. Uh, you spent 54 games one year with Grand Rapids. Um, you um, you went to play for Malmo for a bit. Grand Rapids again for a couple of games. Uh, Grand Rapids again even uh, a couple of years ago. The Detroit Red Wings have a tradition back when Steve Eiserman was a player, uh, and now he's your general manager, that players spend a lot of time in Grand Rapids before making the jump to the National Hockey League. When, when they get make the jump, it's because they're ready. When, when you look back, what do you take out of your American Hockey League uh, tenure? Yeah, I think it was great for me, obviously, coming out of junior and I haven't you know, played any pro hockey. I think it was just a good, uh, you know, a good developing step into my career. I think, um, you know, every player, especially, you know, coming out of juniors, I think it's always good to, you know, to, to not really rush a player into the NHL, especially, you know, when um, they're not necessarily ready. And I thought um, me going to Grand Rapids really gave me the time to develop and work on my game and work on what I needed to uh, to work on in order to, you know, be in the NHL. And, 
you know, they said to me many times when I was in Grand Rapids, obviously they want to, you know, when they call me up, they want me to stay there and stay there for good. And um, I think that's their philosophy with developing players is, um, you know, making sure they're ready when they come to the NHL. And I think in, you know, looking at that, um, you know, they want them to develop and gain confidence in, in at the pro level. And um, obviously by doing that, you got to go through our, our American League system in Grand mm-hmm. Rapids. Um, I think they do a really good job at developing and really working with the guys. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I can't say any, I can't say anything bad and, uh, from their standpoint. You know, they've done an awesome job with me. And even when I was in juniors, you know, they were always coming and watching. Oh, really? With them and yeah, they they came down a couple times. Um, you know, with Sean Horkov and Dan Cleary, their player development guys. When I was when I was in junior, and you know, they do video at least you know twice a week with us and. Um, you know, send us clips and get on the phone and come watch us. Like they were, Oh wow! you know, he was really on me and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I obviously appreciate everything they've done and, and, um, you know, have taught me, I've, I've learned a lot through them and, um, it's just been, it's been good for me to kind of go through that process and develop into, um, in, into an NHL player. Joe, you talk to anyone, they'll tell you the hardest thing in the national hockey league is the center ice position and of all the positions you're playing that 200 foot game you have to deal with winning face-offs in key areas uh you uh you're obviously you could be going up against some very very good players on the other side you not only have to shut them down but at the same time you have to put up points you have to support all areas of the ice it's it's hard it takes a lot of getting used to it takes a lot of years to perfect um can you begin to put into words, like if we watch the game, we can all see it, how hard it is for a young player to not only make his way into the National Hockey League, but to make it at the center ice position? Yeah, it's, you know, it's definitely not easy, but um, I think for me what's helped me is I've been playing center all my life. So I've always kind of played that position and uh, I didn't play, you know, I would get put on the wing sometimes in my junior career, but I think it only happened once. Uh, one one year in my career in juniors, so I've been pretty lucky to you know always play that center ice position and really you know perfect it and work on it. Um, and now it just you know obviously I'm really used to it and um, you know I'm accustomed to that position. So uh, sometimes it you know it doesn't come with with easy matchups, but uh, you know it's it's what it is. And you know your your job is to essentially you know play that position and um, you know to shut players down like you said and also yeah. put up points. So um yeah it's 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 a big it's a big task to ask you know you got to be responsible defensively and um you know be able to obviously produce so um you know there's a lot going on in that position which is the most difficult matchup you've had up to now in the national hockey league when the game was over you said oh my god that guy took me to school tonight man i think it comes with no surprise but i'd have to say mcdavid there was one night in edmonton where obviously they had last change so um, I was playing third time at the point. I was playing with uh, with Bergeron and Perron that game, and um, yeah, just I, I ended up being on the ice a lot of times with McDavid, and um, yeah, he's just he's obviously very hard to defend. So probably have to say him. He can fly, eh? Yeah, he can fly. He's quick. He reads the game so well, and <laughs> he always has the puck. Without a doubt, best player in the league. Yeah, I, I, in my opinion, I think he's the best player in the league. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm I'm interested by this because you're like, yeah, in my opinion, I think he's the best player in the league. Number two? Well, number two, I would probably go with McKinnon. So now I have to ask you a third, but I'll stop at three, I promise. Three, I would say... Oof. I think Dreisaitl. Yeah, yeah. Dreisaitl or Matthews are my number three. Really, eh? Yeah. yeah. Those, that's, that's pretty good company. That's pretty good company. And yeah. once again, you know, Dreisaitl can play center to second line, but he can also play wing every now and then. They put him with, with, with McDavid on the wing. But for the most part, you ask someone that question, and for the most part, they give you centermen, right? Guys yeah. that are playing the, 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 it's, it, it's, um, it's a big year for you. Like I'll bring up something that you said here, uh, and they put it up on the uh, on the Detroit Red Wings Twitter page. I I feel really good this summer, even better than I did last year. I've been gaining a lot of experience over the last two years, so I feel confident heading into the season. In terms of expectations, I set the bar high for myself. It's an important year for me. It's it's a one year deal. You're twenty three and a half. Um. It's a it's a big time important year for you. Now that comes with pressure. Are you putting this pressure on yourself? And if so, do you react well to putting pressure on yourself to say, I, I got it, this is my year. I have it's a big year for me. Yeah, I think I think regardless of you know whether I took um you know a different option in my contract, whether it was you know a two year deal or a three year deal, I think Regardless, it was going to be an important year for me. Um, you know, I, I just I feel really confident this summer. You know, I've obviously worked out with good company, and you know, I feel like you know I've had some you know experience in the NHL now. So I have no question in my mind that um, you know I, I I have the confidence to you know to to have a really good year. So um, what's the summer been like for you? What's a typical day like in the summer for you, Joe, in Montreal? Who you train with? Uh, time you get up? What do you do? Yes, I get up at seven um, Monday to Friday. I work out at nine. Um, you know, our, we have a pretty good group of guys work out at hockey, etc. Um, so I do um, um, Andy O'Brien's workouts. So his, yeah. his program that he built for me, and um, you know, Will Carrier, Scandella, Beauvillier, Obi Kubel, um, you know, Xavier Borgo, Sam Bodzuk. So we're uh, we're a couple good uh we're we're a big group in there obviously it's split up in different times but um you know we consistently work out together um and you know, O'Brien, if i'm not mistaken for a long time put together programs for crosby mckinnon right yeah he still does he still yeah. does um but yeah it's obviously i i started working with him last year and i felt a huge huge improvement in my game and my strength and just the way that i feel on the ice you know I, my body feels really really good and um same thing this summer what is he got you doing? Uh, well, so he, when I first met with him, he kind of just gives you, he examines your body and looks over at some, some clips in your games. Um, you know, he kind of looks after it and sees, you know, what he thinks that I need, uh, what I'm missing and all that stuff. And then obviously we have a little conversation too and, you know, what I want to improve on and uh, what I'm looking to add this summer and all that stuff. So, um, you know, it's kind of a, a back and forth conversation that we have. Um, and then he checks in, you know, every couple weeks in the summer, see how everything's going. But 
uh, we're, we're taken care of pretty well there at hockey, et cetera. And, um, you know, he put together a good staff to look over us and, you know, make sure that um, everything's going smooth with our programs. Um, and then afterwards we would skate. So at the beginning of the summer, obviously I don't skate a whole lot, but uh, towards, you know, at this point in time, I'm on the ice, um, you know, four or five times a week. Um, you know, the skating, our skating, uh, our skating sessions ramp up a little bit more, start playing more games. Um, it's more, you know, battling and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what the summers consisted of, um, for the most part. What are your expectations? Yeah. Like, I mean, when I, you, when you see yourself, you see yourself in what chair exactly? Well, I obviously, um, you know, I obviously want to produce, you know, more than I did last year. And I think, um, you know, having an expectations and having a mindset where, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a killer mindset. It's a big year for me. And, um, you know, I want to come out of the gates flying right away. You know, I want to have a good training camp. Um, you know, obviously, you know, like you said, you know, it comes with a lot of pressure, but I think, um, you know, the game of hockey itself, you know, we're, we're, we're top athletes and, you know, we got to be able to handle the pressure and, um, there's always going to be pressure and in our careers, you know, every game is important, you know, playoff time, um, you know, in every situation, you know, there's always a bit of added pressure. And I think that's what the best athletes do. You know, they're able to handle that and um, they face, uh, they face those, those hard times with, um, you know, with, with challenges, you know, they take those challenges and um, I think it's, it's, um, it's it's a good thing for me to to have that mindset, and I think I I really do well with with handling the pressure. I've always done my my whole entire life, and um, you know it's no different this year. Um, I'm very confident I'm gonna have a good year. You uh, as a youngster, you always you know you had an ability to score a lot of goals. You had an ability to put up a lot of points. In your final year in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, if memory serves me well, I think you picked up over a hundred points. We just brought up the hockey DB right there before. Uh, and, and you said, you know, I, I, I'd like to improve on my point totals. I'd like to put up more points. Um, how hard is it to put up points at the National Hockey League level? And are you convinced that you can at least be a second-line centerman, which is, you know, a position with a lot of responsibility and a position second-line centermen usually are putting up you know, over 55 or 60 points per season. Um, you could, or have you seen the way it's going and you say, you know what, I think in the end, I'm going to end up being a real good, responsible two-way player that'll play about 15, 16 minutes a game. And I see myself probably as a third centerman. Like, do you even think about that at all, where you can see yourself or you don't pay attention to that stuff at all? No, I do. I mean, um, you know, I, I do have I I do have the ability to to become that um, you know second line center, and um, you know I, I think I'm um, you know very talented. I'm obviously um, I think I got all all the tools pretty um, you know in my in my toolbox. I think you know I've always been a, a high end player um, growing up, and I know that I have it in me and. Um, I think it's just, you know, most of it, you know, has to do, um, you know, with just being focused and um, obviously having the right mindset. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that um, I don't, but it's obviously, you know, it's a, it's a different ball game once you step foot on the ice. And, um, you know, I think, 
I think I try not to think of it too much, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I'm still young in my career and, um, you know, there's still, there's still a lot I need to improve on, but, um, you know, I think I'm, I'm heading towards, I'm heading on the right tracks and, um, you know, I definitely want to become that player for, for the Detroit Red Wings. You know, I want to be a responsible player, but, you know, also, you know, produce offense. And I know I have that ability. I just, you know, got to keep working at it and, um, you know, just being focused every time I get on the ice and capitalizing on those opportunities. And um, eventually, you know, it'll be with gaining more ice time and getting more of the coaches trust. And, you know, when I'm more, when I'm gaining more minutes and there's obviously more opportunities in, in producing and, and getting points. So, um, you know, I think I'm, I'm heading towards that step and that's definitely the player I want to become is, you know, a reliable two-way center that can produce offense. So, um, yeah, I have no doubt in my mind that, um, I have that ability. It just, um, it just needs to come out. It's a couple of times now you mentioned to me about having, you know, being focused and having the right mindset which are going to be important factors going forward for you to be able to take the next step. That mindset, you work with a mental performance coach or anything like that, or do you, do you think you, you have to, do you find it's important? I think it's important, but um, no, I, I don't, I don't work with uh, with a mental sports coach. Um, you know, I, I speak to our, um, our team, uh, our team psychologist sometimes um, or sports psychologist throughout the season. And, um, you know, just on, you know, little brief things, um, but, uh, no, I, I, I've never, I never have worked with a, a, a mental sports coach and, um, you know, I know some guys like it, some guys, you know, feel like they need it. And, um, I think it's just more of a personal thing. Amazing. Hey, uh, all of Montreal is watching and they're going to like to have a, a scouting report of, uh, of Lindstrom, obviously, who was acquired by the Montreal Canadians in the Petrie trade. What can you tell us? about Gustav Lindstrom? Yeah, I think he's, um, you know, he's a great kid. I've obviously been with him uh, my first year in Grand Rapids. I think it was also his first year. Um, but I've spent a couple of years now, um, got to know him a little bit. And, um, you know, he's a great guy. He's, he's, he's great in the locker room. Um, you know, obviously, he was hurt a bit last year, which, um, you know, I think he's a really bright hockey player. I think he's, um, you know, a good first pass defenseman. He's, you know, he's good defensively. He's um, you know, tries to make good plays. He tries to make smart plays. And, um, you know, he's, he's he's not, you know, someone that you'll notice in a flashy way. But, um, you know, he doesn't make very many mistakes. He's, um, like I said, you know, very responsible defensively. And I think he adds a lot of depth to, uh, to the Canadians' blue line. Sounds good. What do you expect from the Detroit Red Wings this season? Yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, we're obviously, uh, we obviously acquired some some big players and some some depth players. So, um, it looks like you're but, not in a rebuild anymore, right? It looks like you weren't a rebuild for a while, but it looks like you're still trying to build the team there, but you're kind of like turning the corner. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we're trying to advance in our rebuild. I mean, obviously Steve's got a plan. He's got a vision that he sees, um, you know, better than anyone else. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we've added some good players, you know, we've added some, some young talented players that I think, uh, you know, will help our team in a lot of different areas that we needed help in. And, um, you know, I think we're all excited to, to see come training camp, you know, what, what our team looks like and, um, you know, what our identity is going to be as a team and, and all that. So I think we're all pretty excited. You know, I'm very excited to, to meet some of these new players and to play alongside some of them. So I think it's going to be fun. 
Um, who do you find you have the best chemistry with? Uh, well, I, I haven't really figured that out when, or figured that out yet. Um, I think I still, I was playing with a bit of everyone, but I think one guy that I can probably name off the top of my head is Jonathan Berggren. Yeah. Uh, I played with him in Grand Rapids. I've, you know, built a, a very good relationship with him uh, over the years. You know, we were in the same draft class. Um, you know, we've done development caps together. We've played against each other, world juniors, world championships. Um, you know, we've, we've always kind of been together in the same mix. So I get along with him off the ice and, you know, even on the ice, you know, I, I, it's very easy to read. He makes players around him better. And, um, you know, it's very easy to follow and to, you know, to be on the same line with him. You know, he finds, he's got incredible vision, he, you know, finds players and in open areas at the right time. And, um, you know, I, I, I built a pretty good chemistry with him on the ice. More Sider on the blue line. Uh, we, 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 we watch him when we see like a, a player that at times, like he just looks like he's so dominant out there on the ice and yet he's still a relatively young player. Um, what's it like training with him and watching him while you're on the bench, he's on the ice or being on the ice with him. And what can you tell me about Moritz Sider? Because I'm thinking of buying his rookie card. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I think you said it, I think you were right on with what you said he's, an incredible player but he's even an incredible person i think um you know he's 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 got a good sense of humor he's got a good character um and even on the ice you know the way he plays he he's good in all areas of the game you know he's solid defensively can produce offense um you know he's got a good shot he's got a good hockey sense um you know he's got the whole package and um yeah you know you're on the bench sometimes and you watch him on the ice and you know, you kind of just like, you know, open your eyes and, and realize, you know, what he just did. Some of the, some of the plays that he does sometimes, whether it's, you know, a defensive play or you yeah. know, hitting someone or, you know, um, it's, it's incredible to watch. And I think everyone in Detroit enjoys watching him and um, just the treat every time he's on the ice, you know, he's, he's, he's so good at everything. Yeah. You brought up David Perron's name before. Uh, you know, you said that game, I think, versus the Oilers in Edmonton, they had the last change, and you were on the ice with Bergeron and Perron. Uh, I had a chance to see Perron, of course, also play in that Ellis uh, HL Hockey League. Here's a guy who's had a very long career in the National Hockey League. He took his first steps in the 2007-2008 season, so he's been in the league for about 15 years. Um, you know, won himself a Stanley Cup with the St. Louis Blues. And this guy just, you know, he scored over 20 goals many, many times. His, what was it, his third season, he had 20. His fifth season, he had 21. His seventh season, he had 28. And then in the last several seasons, 23, 25, 19, 27, and 24 last year. Uh, scoring goals, not an easy thing to do in the National Hockey League. This guy does it regularly, eh? Yeah, he's, shot. he does. And, um, you know, I think his, his, his best, added, his best asset is, um, his competitiveness. He's, you know, he looks to improve every time, you know, regardless of his age, you know, he loves the game. He's a student of the game and he just, you know, finds a way to, you know, keep, keep up with the young guys. And, you know, I know he always says that he's getting old and yeah, that, but, uh, you know what, he's still got it. And, um, you know, I'm just, I was so impressed with, you know, how he, how he performs on the ice and in practices too. Like, 
he's always giving it his all. You know, he's never taking any any time off, and um, he's just so ultra competitive. And I think that's what makes him so good. Is his compete is is so high, and he always wants to win. You know, he hates losing, and um, that's kind of someone that I that I learned from a little bit. And um, you know, he's helped me too um, throughout the season. Yeah, uh, giving me some pointers and all that stuff. So he's someone that I like to you know to follow and. Um, to look at some of the things he does and how he handles himself, and um, he's a great—he's a great guy. He's—you know—he's super nice with me, and yeah, I had nothing but you know great things to say about him. Hey, uh, it seems like it was just yesterday. He was playing for the Lewiston Maniacs, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, and you know I remember uh, talking to him. His favorite player was Alex Kovalev back in the day, yeah. and wanted to mimic his game. And that's why I went to White Skates. Yeah, the white skates, you're right. I remember uh, one of the things I heard, as a matter of fact, is when uh, he got drafted, I think when he got drafted, when he started playing in the National Hockey League, one of the first big purchases he made himself, you ever heard this story, is that he bought himself a skate sharpener? He's very meticulous about his skates. He bought himself a skate sharpener. Yes, that I can tell you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, his skates are important. Hey, look, I want to get to Steve Eiserman in a second, and uh, I won't keep you on for much longer, but... You know, um, I've I've never asked you this. I don't usually ask, but I'll, I'll ask this time. Um, I was watching a podcast with Alfonso Davies, and he was saying, of course, and I know you're a big soccer fan, who was, you know, one of the best left backs in the world, and he plays for Bayern Munich, and he plays for the Canadians men's national team. And he was saying, you know, he said, um, you know, soccer isn't always fun. It's fun when you're at the field. It's fun when you practice. It's fun when you have games. And when you're not at the field practicing or you're not at the field playing games or at the stadium, there's a lot of downtime. There's a lot of free time. And there's a lot of alone time. If you don't have family following you over, you find it really, really tough. Um, are you alone in, 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 in Detroit or did you have some family follow you or were you basically on your, on your own from the get-go? Um, so like my first year in Grand Rapids, I, I lived with Moritz Sider. He was my roommate. And, um, after there was that COVID year, so I went over in Sweden, which was, I was kind of alone, obviously over there during COVID. And, Mm -hmm. um, then after I was in, uh, you know, my first year in Detroit, I was, you know, pretty much alone and there was still those COVID restrictions, but, um, my parents came down. Um, and then even last year, um, you know, I got to have, um, you know, my parents, my friends come down to a couple games. So, um, I, you find it tough I, though, you find it tough or do you, or, yeah, do you like, or do you like the alone time? No, you know what? It, it is tough. I mean, you know, all those people, um, you know, obviously, you know, I have great relationships with, um, you know, my family and my friends, uh, obviously they're, my family is very important to me and, um, you know, I spend a lot of time with them and, um, you know, I didn't get to, you know, I, I don't usually get to see them too often during the years, um, you know, especially when I was playing major juniors, um, you know, I was never really home at a young age. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's always fun to spend time with them. And, you know, obviously with my friends too, it's, you know, I've, I've created such good relationships with them and, um, you know, you're, so you're used to it, right? You're used to it, right? Being away. I, in the I've developed, yeah, I've developed to become used to it. Um, obviously at first when I was a little younger, it was, it was tougher, um, just cause everything was so new, but, um, you know, after a certain while you, you get used to it a little bit and, 
um, you really appreciate the times where, you know, they take time away and, and really, you know, come and see you. And I really appreciate that, you know, when I'm able to see my family and my friends down in Detroit, um, you know, it means a lot to me and, you know, I'm really happy. Yeah, no, I could, I could imagine it's not easy. You know, they say the toughest part of uh, being a professional athlete is, is, is the whole mental part of the game. And that's part of it too, right? The, uh, the being alone and stuff like that. It's well documented your story with Steve Eiserman. As a matter of fact, the last time you joined us on the podcast, we talked about it and he ended up giving you a lift. I think it was, you're going to pick up your stuff in Grand Rapids and, and bringing you to Toronto. I think it was right for a long car drive and some Tim Hortons in the car at the same time and stuff. What's, what's your relationship with him? Uh, do you have a direct line of communication to Steve Eiserman? Like for example, I mean, this summer, did he pick up the phone and give you a call at any point, Joe, how are you doing it? Does it work that way or like, What's your relationship like with him? Um, no, I, I mean, I don't think it, it works that way, especially, you know, I, maybe maybe it will. Maybe, you know, over time I'll, I'll uh, develop, a you know, a very close relationship with Steve. And, you know, I think I have a good relationship with Steve. Um, you know, obviously we've had lots of conversations throughout the years. And, um, you know, I've had, you know, meetings with him and stuff like that. So pretty good um, guy to learn from. Yeah, he is. He is. He's 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 got obviously got a great mind, and um, you know, I've I've um, like I said, you know, I've had conversations with Steve, and um, you know, I haven't I, I didn't hear from him much this summer. You know, obviously with the with the contract negotiations, he was mostly talking to my agent, but um, yeah, he's he's uh, you know obviously a great guy. I you know love um, chit chatting with him. I think I have a good relationship with him, and. Um, I hope that, you know, definitely continues in the near future. Joe, I, I know I speak for everyone in Montreal to say, you know, how proud people are of you, of course. And uh, I know you got a big support group and uh, everyone was uh, pretty excited to see when you were drafted in the first round of Troy Red Wings. They would have liked for it to have been Montreal, but who knows, maybe one day. But for now, you are a Red Wing. You're under contract. Congratulations on the contract. I wish you a healthy season, Joe. And uh, I hope you can put up some of those points that you want to put up. And and I know that it's not it's not a question of if, it's when. I know it's going to come, and I hope for you it could be as early as this year. Thanks so much for doing this, man. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. I really appreciate it. All right, there you have it. Joe Valeno. Huh? Love that guy. Uh, Marinero, Murphy Clinic, an aesthetic clinic specializing in medical aesthetic care, offering permanent laser hair removal, as well as a wide range of treatments for skin problems such as acne, rosacea, fine lines, and more. They currently have two clinics, one located in Montreal, Shop Angus, and the second on the North Shore in Terrebonne, also opening soon in Quebec City. Visit Murphy Clinic, or on Instagram, at Murphy Clinic. That's it for me. It's summertime, folks. Like I told you, some shows are going to be a little bit longer than others. This one here was a little bit shorter, but I think it was some pretty good quality. If you agreed, uh, like it, share with your friends, comment, sick, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K. And if you're going to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. It's our way of feeling the love. And um, I'm a nice guy. I deserve the five stars. And so does Joe Valeno, by the way, of course. Thank you very much to Joe for Shane Gomo and Master Control, as well as Juliana, Sammy, and Aniello Cavallaro. It's a sick podcast. And I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground. 
your premier gaming destination.